Tom here. Welcome back to Owl Celebrates Learning, a podcast that features the stories of students from the owl community. Today we will learn more about the Hmong migration brought to us by Lana. 60,000 Hmong Americans currently live in Minnesota, the majority of which live in St. Paul. If you're a Minnesotan and live in the Twin Cities, it's probably a well-known fact that many Hmong migrated here to America decades ago, but do many people really know why? Do they know the history behind the Hmong culture? This is the Hmong migration of 1975 to 2006. The Hmong originated here from southern China, with history there 4,000 years. When China's government ordered land expansion in the early 1800s, the Hmong were forced out of the country, leading to a forced migration to places such as Laos, Thailand, Vietnam, and the bulk of the Hmong to Laos. These three places are very mountainous and have many rivers that cut through the land. There are only two seasons in Laos, the rainy season and the dry season. Buildings and housing were built from wood and bamboo, and there was no electricity, machinery, or roads. Hmong were farmers. They would grow their own food, handmake everything they needed, and they would live in small villages high in the mountains. The Hmong were very independent people, and they were stable in these three countries up until the Vietnam War that would change everything. The Vietnam War began in November of 1955. The war, also called the Vietnam Conflict, was a war between Vietnam, Cambodia, and Laos, and it was a war between the communists and the anti-communists. President John F. Kennedy, the United States president at the time, believed that another failure to gain control and end communist expansion would damage the United States' credibility. So the United States deployed armies into the war overseas in an attempt to draw a line in the sand and prevent the communists to win in Vietnam. As the Hmong started helping in the war and serving as allies with American soldiers and fighting the communists, refugee morally has some personal experience with the war. Mora Lee was born in Laos. She came to the States with her family as an asylum seeker in 1978. In Laos, her husband started helping in the war, transferring weapons from their village. Translated to English, Moore tells her story. When the Americans came, he enlisted for combat in 1960. We fled together, but the communists followed us and killed him. Our children followed with us. Our daughter and two sons. One of the sons, my grandson, was killed and later photographed beside a swing where he had died. He was killed by the communists, too, just like his father and my husband, who died in my arms. My husband and my children, all four of them, even my son-in-law, all five of them have passed away. Moore then talks about a pair of pants she has with her that belong to her grandson. The piece of clothing is tan-colored with small tears and holes, and the fabric is worn and stained. Maura Lee's tragic story shows how bad it was in Laos and the Vietnam War and shows the push factors that pushed people away from their homes and their country. The factors of why the Hmong had to find refuge somewhere else in order to survive. After the U.S. left South Vietnam, because of their association with anti-communism values, the Hmong were singled out by winning communist governments of Laos and Vietnam. Hmong were persecuted, taken to concentration camps, and put into hard labor. Their villages were sprayed with chemical weapons and bombed with napalm. Before the war, between 300,000 and 400,000 Hmong lived in Laos. It is difficult to say an exact amount of deaths, but it is estimated that from one-tenth to half the Hmong population in Laos died as a result of the war and its aftermath. Beginning in 1975, Hmong began fleeing out of the country to America as refugees. The earliest migrations consisted of mostly soldiers that were in the U.S.-led army and their families. Later waves were due to the hardships after the war. Roughly 90% of Hmong refugees have immigrated and resettled in the United States because of their role in the war. The Hmong have also resettled in countries like Canada, Australia, and France. A good amount of Hmong, though, stayed in Thailand, waiting until relatives can join them for settlement or waiting until they can return to Laos without any fear of political reprisal.
The Hmong migration to America ended in 2006 when the last wave arrived. In the past 37 years, they've developed and adapted in America. Many are graduating from high school and colleges, and 95% of able-bodied Hmong Americans are in the workforce. 70% of all families are homeowners. A growing number of the Hmong American communities are starting businesses like grocery stores, restaurants, specialty stores, and small manufacturing companies. Children are doing very well in schools. Every November, Hmong all around the world celebrate Hmong New Year, even in their new countries. St. Paul is a celebration every year. I want people to know how much I miss my family, Moore says in her interview. Many Hmong were lost in the Vietnam War, but now, taking refuge in new countries and new lives, through all the hardship they had to endure, Hmong Americans and Hmong adapting in other countries can live in peace. Thank you, Lana, for framing the conversation about migration in such a way that we can see that immigrants can be an asset to the communities they join. If you are interested in hearing more stories like these, please subscribe to the podcast, and if you like what you hear, share it with other podcast lovers you know. Positive reviews are always appreciated as well. If interested, you can find other quality work at owlcelebrateslearning.com, such as publications and documentaries. Reach out to the channel at owlcelebrateslearning at gmail.com. Thanks again to Gabe Z for the intro and outro music we are using this season. Insert snappy closing statement here.